Good. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. KXNO 106.3 FM. Uh, Dave Sproul momentarily. KASI in Ames. Tom Cakert in about 15, 20 minutes. Claxons at 11.45. It is all football. Well, the tiebreaker is a baseball question, but a lot of football as we give you a chance to win some BBQ from our friends at Claxons. 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona online. Claxonbbq.com. Claxon bbq.com. Dave Sproul, let's get him in here before we bring him on. Um, Carol Native, mm-hmm. NBA championship head coach. Oh, I think I know you're you going. You think you got this figured I, out, I too? got this. Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse, yeah. right. Uh, Nick Nurse has a book signing. His book that was in part written by, remember Brandon Hurley, the young mm-hmm. kid? Uh, he actually drove, got in the car, drove from Carroll to Toronto when yeah, they right. were playing for a championship. Boy, it must have been a long drive uh, for the Carroll paper, but he was part um, of that book, uh, helped write it along with uh, Daryl Merger, I believe is his name. Anyways, uh, the book signing is at Dog-Eared Books in Ames tomorrow. Nick Nurse will be there signing copies from 4 until 6. 4 until 6, Dog-Eared Books in Ames. Nick Nurse, the championship coach, the Iowan, the former UNI Panther, dot, dot, dot. You know where Dog-Eared Books is? I don't. How about you, Dave Sproul? Right on Main Street, just a couple blocks down from uh, 1430 KASI's Palatial Studios. Nice. Now, well, Nick Nurse will be there tomorrow. If you're looking for something to do from 4 until 6, uh, the um, when did they win? Two years ago? Three years ago. Uh, it was not in the bubble, so three years ago. Yeah. All right, so Dave, let's get to the here and now. I just picked Iowa State to win the Big 12 championship in football. My reasoning for it is if not now, when, right? I mean, they've got the the best team they've ever had returning. Oklahoma's going to be a pain, but um, where do you think I might be wrong, or do you? I'm not going to tell you you're wrong, Ken, uh, by, but not by any means. But if, for some reason, I would say were to come up short, I think it's just because Oklahoma's maybe a smidge bit better. As I saw yesterday, they lost a running back, and I think they yeah. they're down to like two, two, two right. scholarship running backs at the moment, and that could be a little bit of a weakness on, on their side. But they really have some great talent there, and they have a very good coach, and they have a Heisman-caliber quarterback, and I think both times they meet, and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and predict that, that they'll meet at least twice this season, uh, it will be good games, and Iowa State will certainly have the opportunity to win in both of them, I think. Uh, whether they will or not, it's it's really hard to say and i kind of got out of the prediction game in 2011 when uh the cyclones knocked off the second ranked team in the country so i'm not going to put myself out on those limits anymore uh but i i don't think it's unreasonable to say yeah iowa state is certain as as good a chance as anybody of winning a big 12 championship that was a friday night yes it was for a championship yes right remember it vividly well with that you know, it's so difficult to get information, Dave. Are there any rumblings? Is there anything at all out of camp? Health of the team? Guys standing? Do you have just a nugget because we're looking for any kind of information? <laughs> Hit us with it, Dave. 
Yeah, uh, no news is good news, I think, for Iowa State. Uh, the the nuggets you might hear coming out this time is this guy's dinged up or, mm-hmm. you know, this guy's not looking so good. And we're not hearing anything along those lines. And so that's probably a good sign for Iowa State that there's not a lot of chatter about that the team from that aspect, that something unexpected is cropping up uh, that would affect them on the field. And so I, I would hopefully take that as good news, even if there were news. We're not going to get a straight answer from Matt Campbell about it anyway right. when he meets with the media Tuesday for the first time in the, the regular season schedule. Uh, so I, I wouldn't even know how much stock to put in any kind of rumors or news that I might hear on the streets. But it sounds like the team is healthy. That yeah, Guys just are loving Dave Andrews in the weight room, mm-hmm. the new strength and conditioning coach. I, I mean, the, the, there's been all kinds of raves, even unprompted at times, from guys talking about what kind of influence he's had and how they've helped uh, prepare their bodies and the whole philosophy of building up for, you know, to be at peak condition on Saturdays and to make sure that they're not overexerting themselves in practices and staying fresh, not only for games, but for the end of the season, being ready to go every week as the season moves along. And I think that might be my biggest takeaway from camp. I'm, I'm Sometimes I roll my eyes because it's kind of the easiest story in the world to write or, or, report on uh, is talking about the strength and conditioning coach and renewed focus on whatever, you know, program they got. But just to hear these guys, these players talk about, you know, talk about it unprompted. That is when it really tells you something about what, what the guy is doing. Uh, no doubt about it. Who was day to day all year last year? Was it Trevor Downing? It was Trevor Downing. Yes, yeah, day to day, missed the entire year. Uh, so you're right about the fact that there won't be a lot of transparency, clarity. Look, they're not forced to do it, and um, that's that's Campbell's uh, way he goes about doing business. So last week, this time last week, Dave, uh, there was an opportunity. It's I know it's a week ago, uh, but uh, when when you met with Manning and Haycock, we were part of the media scrum. Anything stick with you a week later that you deemed newsworthy? And maybe to uh, to this day still is. You're you're testing my memory because uh, it's it, a whole week goes by and I've forgotten uh, everything. But uh, it sounded overall, you know, obviously pretty positive. And uh, I think uh, you know it was interesting to hear Tom Manning talking about uh, Colin Newell a little bit, the kid from Ames, who's that center. He's I think it's going to be his third year now as a starter and a guy who is really taking out a, a proactive leadership role on the team and, and making sure, you know, everybody's kind of on the same page and taking care of their business. And, you know, talk about how Brees Hall is ready to take another uh, another step, if we can imagine him actually being better than he was last year. He sounds like he's in position at least to, to have that opportunity. And uh, one of the big things, too, to come out of last week was a chance to hear from Brock Purdy. And he talked about, you know, being more consistent and being calmer and, Maybe a little less wrapped up in football in a way, which kind of sounds weird, but you guys experience it, and we've all experienced it in our life. We want to take a vacation from our jobs, even if we like our jobs from time to time. We need to get away and think about other things, and that's something that Brock Purdy is kind of focusing on, is making sure during his free time he actually uses it as free time and not spends it you know, getting too immersed and putting too much pressure on himself to be a perfect player out there. And then on the defensive side, it was interesting. I think one of the most interesting things John Haycock had to talk about was, you know, the the depth at linebacker, which is maybe a little better than we might have anticipated going in, even though there's not a great deal of on-the-field experience. He likes the way that group is developing. And the defensive backs, too. Uh, that's one area where there are questions about depth and who will start. you got Anthony Johnson on one side. He's kind of the no-doubt about it, no-brainer guy. He was fun to watch. I think he's... Uh, He's one of my favorite trash talkers of recent memory. And and then 
the other side, you got Detroit Young, Tavon Kyle, some other guys in the mix there uh, who will, will could be part of the defensive backfield. So that, there's one kind of question mark there at starting corner, even though we know a couple of the names who are in the mix on that side. Dave, yesterday the Pac-12 came out with their statement. They will not be expanding. Cyclone fans, Big 12 fans are clinging to at this time. That was part of it. I don't think they were going to put ever in a press release, but that's uh, at least what people are holding out hope. When you look at the future of the remaining eight, what do you want to see? If if they all stay together and looking to do more, what is your best-case scenario? Uh, I think best-case scenario, you know, I saw Max Olson's piece in The Athletic yesterday where one of the, the topics uh, covered there was that the Big 12 leadership right now is focusing on putting together the best football conference possible. And that makes a lot of sense. I know that the eyeballs matter and getting kind of the biggest brands you can matter, but there aren't a lot of big brands out there right now. But finding quality football programs, so that's that's a good way to up your, your stock because if you can put a good product on the field, put competitive games on week after week after week, you'll start to build a viewership base and you'll start to build some value that the TV networks you know might reward you for. You're not going to make the kind of money that you made with Oklahoma and Texas around. You got to accept that reality. But you can salvage some of that lost money by by having a league that really does have some intrigue in it and some question marks. You know, instead of just Oklahoma dominating year after year, then you can you can have a, a league that uh, has a lot of games that are very meaningful right down to the end of the regular season. It's just it's probably not going to grab the same kind of viewership that Oklahoma or Texas would get. But it's your next best-case scenario. So, you know, Central Florida, Cincinnati, Houston, schools like that do come in fairly large media markets, but national brands like BYU, you know, that's also on the table. And Boise State has made a name for itself nationally as a quality football program. And those are options that are on the table because it would raise the competitive level of the league overall without Oklahoma and Texas. Uh, it's, it's, it sounds like that, and I'll Trent, Trent's idea, and then go one step for, for, uh, further in the winter and bring in Gonzaga and Creighton for basketball only, or two schools like that. If Boise State's part of it, BYU travel partners and become a behemoth in basketball because that's what it would be if you add those two brands in a basketball only scenario. So we'll see if either of those happen. But I want to get back to the here and now, and that's you and I. When we see a depth chart, and I'm guessing we will. I mean. I yeah, hope so. Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday morning, sometime before uh, uh, Matt Campbell's media press conference, I believe. How they, many they will put out? How many ores are there? <laughs> how many ores will we see on the depth chart, Dave? I think for I think for starting positions, maybe not that many because we know a lot of those names and guys who are coming back, mm-hmm. uh, and is, some of that also depends on you know what kind of formation they put out as part of the uh, we've seen as many as 12 13 different positions listed because matt campbell and john haycock they like to mix things mix things mm-hmm. up and they'll mix and match depending on who the opponent is or the, the quality players and what kind of strengths and weaknesses they have and putting those guys in the best possible position so how many tight ends are listed as starters how many receivers are mm-hmm. listed as starters how mm-hmm. many corners or you know do you have a nicholas as a starter or do you have a couple safeties uh, so that could play a role in that, but I think the ors will mostly come in the form of the backups. It'll be Hunter Deckers or Aiden Bauman, even though it looks like Deckers has the inside track on that. It will be Jirel Brock or somebody else as the number two uh, running back. I think you'll see a lot of ors when it comes to the number two guys at a lot of positions, but we know a lot of the names of the starters, and we already you know, could 
kind of penciled those guys in, and they'll be uh, they'll be printed out in ink pretty much solidly as starters, and except for maybe that one cornerback position and maybe a couple others, uh, I think there aren't really too many questions left about who's uh, going to start. There might be some, I guess, on the offensive line because they can move guys around from position to position, so you might see a guy listed as an or as either a starter or as a backup at more than one position along the offensive line, but that would be the only kind of wild card in there, I would imagine. Yeah, young or Tavon Kyle. You know, we're hearing such we're we're hearing glowing reviews on Hunter Deckers. Um I, I, that maybe there is no or between him and Bowman. And we've it, we were told and we'll see if this um you know this I don't want to call him a source if um if if Purdy and then that's not the short lease, don't get me wrong, but there isn't the the panic attack if if Purdy's having an off day, you know you you don't you're looking for the backup quarterback to go in at some point. We're hearing glowing reports on Deckers. Are you hearing the same? Yeah, and uh, you know I, I read Randy Peterson's article in the Register about how he's dropped some weight, he's trimmer, and that's kind of impressive to me to think that he showed some of the athleticism that he was able to show on the field last season. At 25 pounds overweight or whatever he might have mm-hmm. considered himself last season. Uh, but I, I think if there's anybody who uh, has a long leash, it's Brock Purdy. Yeah. I mean, last season, uh, that first half against Baylor, there would be plenty of people howling for a, a backup quarterback to come in and replace him. But given his history, given what he's accomplished at Iowa State, and just given the faith that Matt Campbell puts in the guy, mm-hmm. there's really very little chance, unless it just completely falls apart and goes way off the rails for him. I don't think a rocky performance for a quarter or two is going to be enough to start, you know, really being concerned about him being pulled for the backup. I think the biggest concern would be an injury, whether it's minor or major, that might keep him out for a quarter or a game or several weeks or whatever. But I think uh, Brock Purdy has the longest leash of any quarterback I I can remember in, in college football in a long time. Good stuff. Dave Sproul, 1430 on the AM dial. So Camel meets the media at what time on Tuesday? Do you know? I'm not sure exactly what time. They, I don't know if they'll change things up. I think in the past it's been like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Uh, so I don't know if they'll change that up this season at all. But you know, keep an eye out around that time, I guess. Good stuff. 1430 on the AM dial, KSI. Uh, Dave Sproul joins us as he does each and every Friday. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate you coming on. Have a great weekend. My pleasure as always. Good to talk to you. KASI 1430, our sister station in Ames. And he's got high school football tonight. Well, who does Ames start the season with? The Little Cyclones and their new coaching staff make their way to Marshalltown. Take on the Bobcats, an old rivalry renewed there. Good. I'm, I'm, I wish I would have brought that up. I'm glad you did. Uh, good stuff. Uh, Tom Kegert on the Hawks next. Miller and Condon with you until noon. Claxons in about 25 minutes. Uh, we take you up until noon on 1460 KXNO and 106.4 Station. KXNO. The NFL is back, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving all new players a can't-miss offer for week one. Just bet a dollar on any NFL game in the first week of the season to receive $200 in free bets instantly. No matter what, win or lose, take advantage of this limited time offer right now. You heard Ken Wright, DraftKings, giving all new players 200 bucks in free bets instantly when you place a bet of a dollar or more on any Week 1 game. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Check out all the great promotions and the daily odds boost that they have. Plus, you can make every game a big game with their same-game parlays. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code KXNO to receive $200 in free bets when you bet a buck on any week one game. That's code KXNO to get your $200 free of free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Iowa only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Uh, gambling problem? Call one. And iHeartMedia. Courage League Sports and Opportunity on Deck have joined forces to increase the positive impacts on youth through the growth and evolution of adaptive and no-cost recreation programs. The organizations are now Can Play. Can Play supplements the cost of recreation programs and adapts the play to the skill level for each child. Can Play Sports Game for Good is coming up on Sunday, September 19th at Principal Park. To play, coach, donate, or volunteer, go to canplaysports.org slash game for beer. Condon, 1460 KX and 106.3 FM. This time next week will be, oh my, Indiana and Iowa. This is a massive game. What a, what the Big Ten, they're doing it right. I love the way they're starting the year. Penn State, Wisconsin. Oh my gosh. Minnesota, Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Even tomorrow. Yes. Illinois, Nebraska is a big, big game for both schools, maybe more so for Nebraska. Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, do you like the way the Big Ten is at their schedule this year with uh, right off the bat, here we go with a conference game? I love it. Right? I'm not sure Kirk Ferentz loves it. That's true. <laughs> no, it ends, I, don't, I don't know that. I don't know that Scott Frost loves it, but they were supposed to be over in Dublin. That's so. true. Forgot about that. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Boy, it's a massive, massive. Who do you like in that game tomorrow, Tom? You have a feel for it? I think, uh, I'm. I'm. I may. Uh, may invest in. I don't know. I, I've, my friends are investing in Illinois in that game. Are they? So, so is Condon. Yep. Trent's all over them. I don't know. Oh, boy, that line sunk though. It was. It was at eleven. Opened at eleven. Did it Opened really? Sheesh! Yeah. It, it got as low as six and a half. Where did it settle? It's seven, seven and a half. I saw six and a half yesterday, pretty much. FanDuel was at seven and a half when I checked this morning. Okay. So, a little buyback. Little buyback, perhaps. Well, Tom, let's get to the Hawks and the depth chart is out for week number one for that game against Indiana. When you saw it, your eyes went, first of all, to what position? And then after you saw what you wanted there, what, uh, what jumped, uh, what was the uh, next thing in your mind? You know, I went to the offensive line first mm-hmm. just because I knew Kyler Schott was not going to be there. So I wanted to see what was going on at left tackle and uh, at the guard position and was kind of surprised and then not surprised. I was not surprised to see Justin Britt as a starter, um, even though he'd been uh, kind of sighted uh, wandering around with a, with a boot on his foot last Friday when the Big Ten Network was in town. Um I figured he'd be healthy for the game, so he's um, you know penciled in there as the starter. Uh, but I was surprised that Mason Richmond wasn't the starter at left tackle, mm-hmm. just because we've kind of seen some pictures and video evidence that he was maybe in there at the, with the ones at the left tackle position beyond the kids' day. So um, yeah, I, that was the other surprise. And then 
you know, the the switcheroo at linebacker was the other thing of note, I think, with, with Campbell now at middle linebacker and Benson outside. So take us inside the defensive philosophy there. What what does that mean for those guys and kind of getting their best forward? We know the athleticism, the size of Jack Hamley. Just he looks different than most linebackers. Yeah, I think maybe they just want him in the middle because he can get from side to side and there's just more possibilities and more potential for him um in the middle. And he's also, you know, you got two young D tackles. Maybe you just want a bigger, rangier guy in that in that middle that doesn't get caught up in the wash. Not that Seth Benson's a small guy, but he's smaller than Jack Campbell, and um, maybe that gives him an added benefit there in the middle. Tom, a name that I've heard a lot about uh, throughout the month of August. Speaking of that linebacker position, Justin Jacobs played some last year. But, um, you know, he was in and out of the lineup. I'm hearing a lot about him in August, Tom. What have you heard? Positive, I should yeah. say, too. Yeah, positive stuff. Um, in fact, I talked to Phil Parker and Seth Wallace both about about him. And, you know, one of the things that, that Seth Wallace, who coaches the linebackers, said is that he's going to probably rotate Jacobs in there, even if they're playing cash with, with Belton at cash. So you could see Justin Jacobs at the outside linebacker position potentially there um, in place of Benson, or and then maybe or maybe move Benson inside and Jacobs plays the outside. He kind of cross trains those guys, so um, there's some of that. And then Phil said that he's comfortable with Jacobs playing the regular linebacker, the cash position. So um, he he said you could see him out there quite a bit too. And if that happens, then Belt's going to move back and take the strong safety uh, position uh, with Merriweather off the field. Just two wide receiver positions listed. Tyrone Tracy, of course, a starter. He's over there on one side. He got Nico Regani, Charlie Jones, we saw last year, and the freshman Keegan Johnson. Who would be the fifth wide receiver, though, right now? Good question. Probably one of two guys. I would guess it's probably either Arlen Bruce or um, uh, uh, Desmond Hudson. Okay, That would be my guess. I, I think it's one of those two. I think Bruce is playing. I just do. I just think he's, he's, um, you know, the, there's kind of an emphasis and a good emphasis, I think, uh, an evolving emphasis from Iowa football of the past. They're going to get the ball to the playmakers as much as possible. And our own Bruce is a playmaker. He just does things with the ball in his hands and makes things happen. Mm-hmm. Yep, indeed he does. Uh, Trent saw that firsthand a bunch of times last <laughs> yeah. year. Uh, let's uh, talk about Spencer Petras. You saw him in person. The offense dominated that day, dominated that day in that scrimmage. Apparently, uh, the defense got him the next time. What have you heard uh, subsequent to that? And is Spencer Petras still trending in the right direction from all the people that you've spoken with? Yeah, I talked to somebody. Was it last week? Um, who would uh, talk to talk to people who would know, and they said that that definitely he is he's much improved. Is what they um, you know he's taken that step that you kind of hoped, and um, he's he's had a really good camp and um, really seems to you know lock himself into the the starting job and just just playing with a lot more confidence right now. So. Um, that's the big thing with him is just he's got to relax and just make plays and not be tight and, you know, just play football. And I, I think they're seeing signs of that. 
Indiana's a team that's going to ratchet up the pressure. They're going to be coming from all angles. Tom Allen does a really good job. They can generate pressure. They led the Big Ten in interceptions last year. Let's say it goes south in the first half. Iowa looks up at the scoreboard. They're down 21-3. Is there a hook at no, that point? Don't say that. <laughs> no. No hook. I don't think No hook. Okay. I, I think they're going to stay with them. I, I, uh, but you're right. They're going to bring pressure. Yes. It's going to be interesting because you got two pretty green tackles out there and, you know, just a younger offensive line minus Linderbaum. Uh, you know, Cody Gens has played a little bit. Fritz played a little bit, but no, neither of them have played a lot. And, you know, Plum's played a little bit, but not a lot. There's, It's going to be a test for that offensive mm-hmm. line for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Terry Roberts, I mean, we talk about him all the time, Tom. And, and on Monday, we seemingly always talk about him because he made a play on special teams that, that, that sticks with you. As deep as that secondary is, I just, I mean, I wonder, is there, is there much playing time at his, uh, at his position at cornerback? I, th- I think he's certainly good enough to see the field. I think it was his uncle that feels the same way on Twitter uh, last week at some point. Uh, but what's it going to take? Uh, I mean, is it an injury? Is that what it's going to take for him to get in there? I'm certainly not wishing that. But this kid's a hell of a – he's a special teams demon is what he is. Uh, what's it going to take for him to see appreciable playing time on defense? Yeah, it seems like there's probably a lot of years that he might probably be starting for sure. Iowa at corner. Um, he's that good, and that's a good luxury to have is that you have a guy like that to go with. You know, Matt Hankins is really good, and Bradley Moss, I think, is really underrated mm-hmm. and doesn't maybe get the credit that he deserves uh, for his play at corner. So um, I think he's kind of maybe their their extra defensive back. He's going to be out there, I think, um, and then they're just going to count on him to be the, the special teams demon, and he has really embraced that role, and that just tells you a lot about that kid, too, just the kind of person he is, that a lot of guys would be bitter about it and not embrace that role, and he's really taken it on as, as his own. Tom, you got some uh, exciting news with the Hawkeye Report podcast that's now the Chuck Long nice. podcast. Fill us in a little bit on the changes that you have in uh, podcasts that I enjoy, going back to Balbanot, to what you've had lately with your goober from Quad Cities and now today nice. with Chuck Lung. Fill us in, though. <laughs> goober from the Quad Cities, huh? <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't um, think of his name. Yeah, so, yeah, Matt. Matt, Matt right there, does, so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so, um, so Chuck, uh, Chuck and I had been talking about this back in May, and he's like, hey, I'm thinking about wanting to do a podcast, and uh, would you want to do one? And I was like, yeah, it'd be great. So we just decided we're going to do it, and we're going to do it every Monday, and we're going to kind of review the games. The first one was a lot more what it's like for a coach and an OC in fall camp and, and what you're trying to do and what you're trying to accomplish and mm-hmm. how you teach quarterbacks how to make progressions on reads and a lot of different things. So it's going to be well, X's and O's. It's going to be some fun stuff. So. Uh, we'll maybe have some of his former teammates or former Hawkeyes on for segments every week too. So I think it's going to be fun. Uh, does he? I mean, has, have you asked him at all? Uh, I mean, has he scratched that coaching itch? Does he ever want to get back into it? Do you think? Uh, you know what he really enjoyed was the um, the, the XFL, uh, XFL thing he was yeah. doing with Jonathan Hayes. Yeah, he, he was really in St. Louis, that. right? St. Louis. Yeah, he was in St. Louis, and he's like, yeah, it was just totally relaxing. He didn't have to go out and recruit, and, mm-hmm. you know, just uh, kind of had fun with it. And um, it was, you know, there wasn't a ton of pressure. So 
he really enjoyed um, doing that, and, um, and he's kind of hoping that, uh, that the Rock brings the XFL back, and maybe they have a <laughs> St. Louis team, and they you know bring that staff back together. Trent and I picked Minnesota to win the West. We both did. Are we nuts? Yeah, I did. I know you did. I did, too. That's not a surprise. You've done that before. Two years ago. And for the longest time, I thought it was going to be right. Didn't they get to um, November unbeaten? Weren't they They 10 and 0? Well, until, of course, they they came to Iowa. And then the next week, they got picked off, too, didn't they? Wisconsin get them? I'm not sure. I can't remember. Uh, are uh, Are we crazy, Tom? It's not crazy. Um, but. Boy, I just don't. Their schedule is pretty challenging. Too. Yeah, I'll say. So, um, I you know just opening, but they're probably getting Ohio State at the perfect time, uh-huh. right? Yep. Yep. Just because you know new quarterback, a lot of new faces on the road, just going to be different for Ohio State. Um, but I just don't trust PJ Fleck. So, um, you know, I just I just don't. I I, I think, uh, and, and I don't trust Tanner Morgan. Not last year. He was bad. He was bad last year. Um, Harbaugh does he survive? I mean, he'll survive the year. But does he? Does he? Is he? Is Michigan looking for a new coach after this season? Should someone check Matt Campbell's uh, (laughs) Zillow history and see what he's looking at? Seems like he's going to have options in the the great Greater Ann Arbor area, maybe. Yeah. You know, I, I I read the athletics piece today. The most uh, the coach most likely to pull up stakes, Matt Campbell. You know who it is in the Big Ten? That that same question is asked and answered in the Big Ten. You know what coach is seemingly the consensus in the Big Ten to pull up stakes and go on to a brighter, bigger job? Franklin. No. Tom Allen. No. We were just talking about wow. him. Phil Fleck. Phil Fleck. Oh, he's always looking. That's that's the answer. That's what, anyways, we'll see. Got a wandering eye. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, great stuff. Next week, uh, we will t- talk to you in the 11 o'clock hour. Preview the Hoosiers and the Hawkeyes. Where's that number settled at? Three and a half, four? Yeah, it's like three, three and a half. Boy, it's been down, down five a and a half bit. for it open, right, Trent? Yeah. Yeah, coming down a tick. We shall see. Tom, have a great week. When do you guys get Ferentz? Uh, Tuesday, Tuesday Tuesday afternoon, back to the traditional spot. I like it. Getting back to as close to normal as we can. There'll be fans in the stands as well. Thanks, Tom Caker. Have a great week. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. Good to talk to you. HawkeyeReport.com for Tom Caker. HawkeyeReport.com. Good stuff out of Tom. That depth chart, that was the first place you went to Mm -hmm. as well. Um, Looking at that offensive line, and you went to the left tackle position because Richmond seemingly was the guy, right? He was, but this doesn't mean anything. As no, we know, know. with Ferentz, two yeah. deeps, don't get I'm just excited. surprised that he didn't stay there, though. The only change that was on there, on the offensive side, was Shooter came out yep. because of the injury. Right. And everybody moved up. Britt mm-hmm. moved up to the starter there. That's all that just changed. I thought, that wasn't, wasn't Richmond listed as the starter? He wasn't. He wasn't. I no, thought he, he was, was just a kid's day. He was a starter that day. Gotcha. But on the last press... Uh, too deep that we got. Mm-hmm. He was not the starter. So nothing's changed. Again, it's a Kirk Ferentz too deep. Don't go overboard. No, I'm going to. I think Richmond's the starter. Do you do? 
Well, when they come trotting out for the first time, okay. I think he'll be the man. Well, certainly pay attention to that. Let's do this. Unbusy the phone lines. If you've been trying to get in and you got a busy signal up until this point, that's because we purposely had them all well, not off the hook. But um, anyways, they're open now. 284-5966. 284-5966. It's time to give four of our listeners an opportunity to win some barbecue from our friends at Claxons. Claxons giveaway next. We'll give you four games and a tiebreaker if you get the most right you will win a 35 dollars gift certificate from claxons the runner-up gets 25 if you're getting a ring stay right there that means you're in trent will get to you and when we come back we'll give you a chance to win bbq from claxons it's 1460 kxno and 106 some roofing companies come and go like a passing storm here today gone tomorrow not wolf roofing Wolf Roofing has been serving Central Iowa since 1993, from basic repairs to complete re-roofing projects. Wolf Roofing has the expertise to get your job done right. We have a team of highly trained and certified people, both in the field and behind the scenes, who care about your project. For a job done right, get the professionals at Wolf Roofing a call at 225-8866 or find us on the web at wolfroofing.net. The Central Iowa Sports Network is your home for year-round coverage of high school athletics in the CIML and the only place to watch Des Moines Menace Soccer. Providing coverage year-round and always streaming for free on YouTube and at CISN.TV. Subscribe to CISN TV on YouTube to stay up to date on upcoming events. Like and follow on Facebook and Twitter at CISN TV or visit their website at CISN.TV. CISN TV, the home for live. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. How about this tweet, Trent? Louisville has suspended head coach Chris Mack six games without pay for his failure to follow university guidelines and procedures in handling Dino Gaudio's extortion attempt. That's a wild story. It is. But just the fact that there was a policy in place, should extortion among 20 of your assistants come into play? Since you need this, we've got a policy for it. Gaudio was trying to extort him, though. And he gets the suspension? It's unbelievable. Wild. It's unbelievable. Oh, college sports. Don't we love them? Indeed we do. Sean, Jason, Chris, and Mike, we're going to give you all football. We've made a uh, uh, an audible. How about that? We called an audible. No baseball in here. It's all football, all different levels. Let's get Sean in here first. You're playing for a $35 gift certificate. Should you get the most right, the runner-up gets 25 Hello, Sean. How are you? I'm terrific. How are you? Doing fine. Thank you for participating. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs are a four and a half point favorite over the Vikings tonight. Hmm. Uh, let's go with the Vikings. Nebraska gives seven and a half to the Fighting Illini tomorrow. Take the points. Barnstormers versus Duke City. Who do you want in that game? It's a pick 'em. Oh, jeez. Oh, uh, is that in Des Moines? It is. Let's go with the home team. Taking the home team. All right, so we've done, what league did they play in? Arena football, the college indoor. football, uh, NFL football. You know what's left, don't you, Sean? We've got high school to get to, but right now it's time for the CFL. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers are a five-and-a-half-point favorite over the Calgary Stampeders Sunday night football. Who do you want there? 
I'm taking the points. Taking the points and taking the Stampeders. Uh, here's the tiebreaker. Total points. Closest without going over, Sean. Dowling at Southeast Polk tonight in the game of the week. Uh, total points. Closest without going over. Oof. Um, let's go with 45. 45. Sean, have a great weekend. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Jason is up next. Hi, Jason. Hey, morning. Happy happy football. Indeed it is, my friend. You like your Huskers tomorrow, by the way? Well, we'll find out in a minute, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Chiefs are four-and-a-half-point favorite over the Vikings. Chiefs. Nebraska gives seven-and-a-half to Illinois. I have no idea what to expect <laughs> tomorrow. Give me the points in Illinois. Taking the points in Illinois. Barnstormers versus Duke City. Pick them. Who do you want in that one? Barnstormers. Winnipeg gives five and a half to the Calgary Stampeders. I have no idea. Give me the Stampeders because I like their name. All right. Stamps for you. Tiebreaker, Jason. Closest without going over. Dowling, Southeast Polk. Total points in tonight's game. Let's go 33. Jason, have a good weekend. Good to hear from you. Uh, You too. Take care. Yep. Thank you. Uh, Chris is up next. Hi, Chris. Morning, guys. Morning. Uh, the Chiefs, four-and-a-half-point favorite over Minnesota. I'll take the Chiefs. Nebraska gives seven-and-a-half to Illinois. Uh, give me Illinois in the points. Points for you. Barnstormers, Duke City, who are you going to take in that one? Got to take Iowa. All right. Winnipeg gives five-and-a-half to Calgary on Sunday. Um, I'll go with Winnipeg, I guess. Okie dokie. <laughs> I'm the same way. I have no idea either. Dowling Southeast Polk, total <laughs> points closest without going over. Uh, give me 35. Chris, have a good weekend. Thank you. Thanks. You guys too. Yeah, appreciate, appreciate it. it. And uh, Mike brings Claxons to a close for another week. 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Hi, Mike. Hi. Uh, Chiefs, four and a half point favorite over the Vikings. I'll go for the upset. I'll take the Vikings. Vikings and the points for you. Huskers, seven and a half point favorite over Illinois. I'm only dif- doing this to differentiate differentiate myself from the others. I hate Nebraska, but I'm going <laughs> to upset everybody. Gotcha. Good reasoning behind that. Barnstormers, Duke City. Who do you want in that one? Um, I'll go ahead and take uh, Duke City. Duke City. Okay. Winnipeg's a five and a half point favorite over Calgary on Sunday night. Well, it must be a reason. I'll go with Winnipeg since I don't know. And Winnipeg for you. And Dowling, Southeast Polk, total points closest without going over, Mike. 32. 32. Mike, you have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Appreciate Claxons, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Good stuff. Thank you for Claxons. And we covered them all, did we not? We I can't think of any I other cannot, level. Not one that's playing. I mean, sophomore, freshman football, you yeah, want to dip down there? No, I can't do that. Drove uh, as I was making my way to the station here last night, uh, coming back into work to cut those commercials we talked about earlier. I went by the field by Valley, not where they play varsity football, mm-hmm. but they're now using that field for ninth and, uh, and sophomore football. They had a game there last night. Milwaukee Northwest against Valley. Nice. So it was great to hear some pads popping as yeah. I was dropping, driving by last night, and I'll get to see it in action. Yeah, you're evening. so you've got uh, you've got that game tonight. Mm-hmm. What time are you on the air? You're on the Bull ninety six point nine. There's play by play there every Friday, of course, here on fourteen sixty and one hundred six point three. It's Joe Stacy and his crew. I think he's got ten correspondents out, so he'll be a fan across Central Iowa. But you've got play by play on the Bull all season long, and you can take the airwaves at what time? Six forty five with the pregame and 
it started a season ago where they adjusted everybody now in central Iowa, the big schools, they all kick off at 7 The way it should be. Who was yeah. first? Was it East, I think, that started that? They were one, I know, for a while. I think one of the suburban schools kind of finally went to that route, and everybody followed suit. Because there was times... You know this incredibly well. It was 8 o'clock. I, was, yeah. I couldn't believe it. There'd be a game, it's 8.15, mm-hmm. and we're still waiting for kickoff, and mm-hmm. it just, it drug on and on and on. So they make sure if they do have a JV or sophomore game beforehand, they're starting that much earlier. So they can get that 7 o'clock kickoff. That's when we'll kick it off. 6.45 with the Wolves of mm-hmm. Waukee Northwest against the Valley Tigers. Well, Stacy and his crew, uh, who's in here? Justin Miller's in here. Um, who else? Nathan Fisher is part of the, the Joe Stacy's team. And again, 10 correspondents throughout central Iowa. They will have you covered on week one of football Friday night. What's the temperature supposed to get to? Is it going to be 70s, 80s? Any idea? It looks pretty- It'll be hot at kickoff, right? It'll be warm, but... Nothing unbearable, I wouldn't think. Oh, well, yeah, to, uh, it's, it's, it's 80s, mid-80s. Yeah, we're looking at 88 degrees at 7 o'clock. Hmm. Jesus. Sweltering. Depth. And Northwest doesn't have a whole lot of depth. Number one versus number two, both Dowling and Southeast Polk. Those teams have some depth, though. Indeed they do. And Keith Murphy and Justin Surrency have that on television on uh, WHO. Well, I'm looking forward to be, because I'll be out kind of, well, late for me. Mm-hmm. I'm calling the races at Prairie Meadows That's tonight. That's right. So I'm going to turn on and listen to a little bit of you and a lot of uh, Joe Stacy and company going across Central Iowa on football Friday night. Well, good luck on calling the races tonight. I think I'll be okay. Yes. But, um, You've got a few few notches on that belt. 40,000 of them, in fact. 40,000? Uh, north of that. That did a long time, dude. Uh, anyways, uh, good stuff. Have a wonderful weekend. Football is upon us. Let the bells ring out and the banners fly. Huskers, who do you like tomorrow? You took the points. Yeah, I love Illinois. I'm going with Nebraska. Kind of like the under. You do? Illinois, they're going to slow it down, and Nebraska's better defensive. And what did Kenny White say? With confidence, Fresno State first half tomorrow against UConn. Against the defending champions. Late the 15. We'll see. Murph and Andy in hour five minutes. Fanatics at three. Joe Stacy and company. Football Friday night at six. Have a great weekend.